Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get what you need to hear. Mondays and Fridays, we're always here. Live on the air, you know it ain't fair. Because we spit it with crazy ill flair. Hip-hop flavor, crazy witty, extremely clever. You know it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is NFL free agency time. First, of course, Ray and Tay want to wish everybody safe and sound during this coronavirus pandemic. Be smart, be careful. And it's affecting everyone, the whole world, and the sports world. So we'll talk about that. But, Ray, now, look, some things are official and some things aren't official because they can't go to medical doctors and stuff like that, but it's still kind of, like, official anyway. Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, how do you feel? You know, when you heard that he was leaving New England – uh, for a team that's got the money, that's got the coach that he probably wants to play for, has got the two receivers that he wants to throw to. Two tight so, ends. <laughs> a tight end who's underachieving but, you know, has a ton of potential. So I guess after the fact it makes sense. Um, but you've got to ask yourself, what happened at the end, the last two, three years in New England, that caused Tom Brady to opt out, essentially force his way, or not force his way, but essentially create this complete free agency that nobody expected that he wouldn't end his career. Two, three years ago, you didn't expect he wouldn't end his career in New England. Well, the signs were laid out, though, last year at the end of the, you know, when he kept saying, I'm an employee, and they only did the one-year deal without him being able to get franchised or anything. They didn't show him the love, and I think he just got tired of the, you know, the routine, the whole thing, and he didn't want a one-year deal and just wait for every year. He wanted what he got, two years, $30 million, and basically to play to 45. Now the season starts, he'll be 43. And so I don't know if he'll play three more years, but it's probably going to be at least two more years. They say multi-year, but you know, they didn't, they didn't even pursue him. They said when he went to spoke to Belichick on the phone and went to a uh, craft's house the other night that, you know, he, they, you know, they, they never really gave him an offer. So if they don't give you an offer, what are you supposed to do? You know, I have, I had lined up Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup, I had lined up Jacoby Brissett. I had lined up a whole bunch of people, and Tom Brady just outlasted them. So on the one hand, Brady was the best quarterback I could ever have. But on the other hand, Brady's not letting me transition to life after Brady. So I guess all good things must come to an end. I mean, look at Peyton Manning, 
winning a championship in Denver. That's the only place I can think of that a Hall of Fame quarterback was actually successful enough to win a championship. Uh, Joe Montana was essentially forced out because Steve Young was too good and they couldn't keep holding Steve Young back. Um, You figure Peyton was forced out essentially because Luck was the heir apparent. And both of them had good careers for a couple of years, right? Uh, Obviously, Montana got to an AFC championship and made the playoffs both years. And our boy, Peyton Manning, won a title, could have won two if it wasn't for for that crazy Joe Flacco uh, over Chris Harris. Yeah, but the one he won, yeah, that was when we had Seth Davis on the show, exactly. But the one he won, let's be real, it was the defense that won it. They carried yeah. him. They carried yeah. him, right? For sure. They, For sure. They, they definitely, they definitely carried him. But you know what's fascinating to me about it all, and and we got to get into like you know all the you know you know start with just the quarterback and musical chairs, but what's fascinating too is that I think with uh, Clyde Christensen, Todd Christensen's son is the uh, quarterback coach. Byron Leftwich is the OC. Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles. I think he's going to a, a place where he's going to be challenged, rejuvenated. The team was seven and nine last year, but you know they lost three or four games because of Jameis's, I think, six or seven pick sixes. Um, you know they they re-signed Shaq Barrett and JPP. I've been preaching that they need to sign Melvin Gordon, who can't find anything in the market, or Devonta Freeman. You know, and 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 then in the first round draft a, another offensive lineman. I think. You know, with Evans and Godwin, they might need to bring back Perryman. But you're talking about not just O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid at tight end, and Ronald Jones Jr. and Peyton Barber. I mean, there's talent there. So I think, you know, he averages seven yards a pass now, where Jameis and the Buccaneers, they were doing 10 yards a pass. So it will come down to probably seven or eight, you know, and he'll get the ball out quicker. But I think it's really a good spot, and I bet – He's ready for this challenge, Ray, to prove that he could be. Do you know the Super Bowl's in Tampa this year? And if that man ever, just getting the Bucks to the playoffs would be a yeoman's job. But if he ever, ever had Tampa Bay get to the Super Bowl, let alone win no. it. Oh, you my goodness. Can, you talk about a ball, they're drop. not better than the Saints in their own division. So I'm right, trying to explain that, right? And I even I predicted Chiefs and Saints in the Super Bowl this year. But unless they play Taysom Hill more, it's been proven every year in the playoffs. Why don't they get over the hump? Because Drew Brees doesn't have anything left on the fastball by week 18, 19, and week 20. And that's what's been happening. So we'll see. And also not having help besides Michael Thomas, the wide receiver. So don't count them out. Remember, Tampa has been the one that's beat the Saints. Uh, the last two years and upset them, uh, what was it, week one uh, a year ago or two years ago. So it's, it's going to be great. Um, let me ask you this, though. Phillip Rivers, and, I, and we'll get to what the Patriots do, because I, I can't believe Jarrett Stidham from Auburn, fourth-round pick, who I don't care what anybody says. He didn't look that great in preseason, and I know, oh, he's doing great in practice. They're going to sign a veteran, whether it's Andy Dalton Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, we'll get to them. Just your thoughts, because for me, I think Phillip Rivers, who I don't feel like he has so much left, and maybe it was he was hearing footsteps with a poor offensive line at the Chargers, which now is no longer the case. They improved their whole roster. But do you think with going back with Frank Wright 
who, you know, he was there in San Diego with him, I guess before Los Angeles. Do you think that the Colts might just be a Phillip Rivers away from maybe an AFC championship game? I do think he has something left in the tank. And okay. give him an offensive line, give him a defense that's above average, oh, give him a Eli. couple of <laughs> No, 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 Eli's done. Give him a couple of uh, weapons on offense, and he's hungry, too. He's that guy from that 2004 draft that didn't win right? Hasn't even been to the Super Bowl. Roethlisberger's got two. Eli's got two. And Philly Phil saying, wait a minute, I'm just as much a Hall of Famer as these guys are but I don't have the playoff success that they do. So his numbers are gaudy, and he'll make the Hall of Fame, but he needs to do it in the playoffs. And I still think there's something left in the tank, and he's hungry. And we'll talk about some free agency, but you know what? You take Deshaun Watson's best weapon. Wow. And you now trade him for a David Johnson who can't stay healthy and had one good year, may or may not and be. And two receivers and Fuller and Stills. Right. Great. Can't stay healthy, Will Fuller. And Will Fuller's a great number two. But if he's your best receiver, Will Fuller the fourth, and that's all due respect to the Will Fuller the first, second, and the third. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, but – he is not a number one receiver. Nothing like DeAndre. So I don't know what they're going to do, uh, but they're taking a step back. David Johnson is not an improvement to DeAndre Hopkins. And the Jaguars take take a step back, losing Calais Campbell, um, Jalen Ramsey. You know all these pieces. They get Nick Foles gets traded to the Bears today, and I think the only thing they picked up was Vic Beasley. You know, as these pass rushers are playing musical chairs, you know, and uh, we'll get to our caller in a second. But, you know, I just I wonder, like, you're right. The Colts with the good, you know, Darius Leonard, a great offensive line, a great secondary Malik Hooker. Now you need Paris Campbell to step up to help out T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. They got a good Marlon Mack, good running back. So, yeah, you're right. The Colts have they got a shot. Right, and, I, and then Tennessee's not going back to the AFC Championship game. I'm sorry. And I, and I don't know how Ryan Tannehill pulled that off. Um, I, 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 I was surprised because we thought that Brady could go to Tennessee. That's a lot of faith in Tannehill. Oof. Who's had one good season out of seven. So, uh, like, yeah, one and a half good seasons. He had half a good season this year and maybe one good season with the Dolphins when I think they made the playoffs one year and lost in a wild card. Well, you're right. I um. Yeah, let's, I don't know. let's I mean, see what this caller has to say. We'll see if the caller has uh, some, something they want to talk about. What team? Hello, you're talk- on the air with Ray and Tay. Yes, good afternoon, guys. My name is Mike. I'm just like my call. Hey, how you doing? Up? Welcome to Ray and Tay. What, what what team are you into? Well, I mean, uh, I don't have any one particular team. So fan of the league. I, you know, I root for certain teams based on where they're at. Like, I like the Bills now, and I kind of root for them just because I like the way they're coming up. But uh, the point I was going to ask you guys about was, I think the last couple of years have shown that free agency and overspending for top-end players is proven to be something that's not sustainable. You're right, and, and the, the two biggest culprits of that, not overspending in free agency, are my Pittsburgh Steelers 
and the Green Bay Packers. Um, so along, I guess now you're seeing it with Buffalo and Tennessee and building through the draft is a better way to go and maybe just add a piece or two. So you're right. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, teams that have overspended, you know, hey, you could just say right now, but the Bears had a great defense. They take a chance on Nick Foles. They got Robert Quinn for big money. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, the Ravens added some pieces, Michael Brockers and Calais Campbell, but they add that to a team that's already on the brink. So I think certain teams are playing it wise. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, the Cowboys with all their issues in free agency and the Raiders just like signed six defensive players and eight players. So they're the example of this year, right? The Las Vegas Raiders, will this work out for them? And, you know, probably not. But um, what are your thoughts about Brady? I think in football too, you need, you need, uh, tone setters, right? If you add people here and there, but you've got a locker room and you've got a culture and you've got leaders in there, then you can absorb free agents. But you're 100% right that the uh, Cleveland Browns, for example, last year had a second-year quarterback in Baker Mayfield. They added all these talent, all this talent, all these personalities, and a head coach that was in over his head. So that was just a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see in Tampa – You've got a coach that has been around the block in Bruce Arians. You've got a new-ish offensive coordinator in Byron Leftwich, and then you've got a 20-year starter in Tom Brady. So that's going to be a nice, interesting little, uh, uh, you know, melting pot there to see what happens. Mike Evans has been holding it down for a while, uh, you know, at the wide receiver position. But and don't forget, Bruce that. Arians is a quarterback whisperer. He worked with Big Ben, Andrew Luck. Carson Palmer, you know, he, he's worked with Man, uh, Manning. Tom Moore is there as an a offensive, uh, co- you know, not a coordinator, but like a consultant. So Consult. that will, I don't think anything will be a, uh, an issue. And Todd Light, the GM, he's the one that, uh, you know, got Brady to the league in the first place. So I think that's all going to be fascinating. How does someone get the qualification of being a quarterback whisperer when you're working with good quarterbacks? You know what I mean? Like, I, I would take that if you if you took guys who were backups or mediocre quarterbacks and had a track record of getting guys to play above or to improve drastically. But when guys just work with good QBs and then they get this, this label of, like, no, no, somehow very fair. I, I agree with you, and I would say the same thing. Very fair point. I'll say this. Firsthand, I think he did a lot for Carson Palmer. Um you know, who I don't think was so great and was coming off that injury in Cincinnati and then was kind of like a castaway and, you know, almost got the Cardinals to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the 15-1 Carolina Panthers. Um, he is a gunslinger, but I do think Arians is, is a good coach. He is kind of a little all or nothing, right? Like he likes it, but I, but I do think with Brady, he'll have to adjust. And that's right. Palmer- Remember... Palmer Jameis was the number one pick, right? And, and Palmer was a Pro Bowl quarterback in Cincinnati before he had his knee injury. So it wasn't like Palmer wasn't this total reclamation project. This was just a guy that got hurt, needed some more time. Cincinnati wasn't willing to wait. After he got a little extra time to recover, that's when he was able to bounce back in Arizona. It wasn't necessarily that Arians took a bad quarterback and made him good. He got a great no, quarterback. And not to, and, and, but, but let's be fair, not too many guys do, though, right? I mean, you could talk about Nagy. You can talk about Andy Reid. You know, I, yeah, I, I can't say pocket, that he's a pocket quarterback. 
it'd be one thing if he was a mobile QB, like RG3 and the injuries totally ruin him. But if he's a pocket QB, you can bounce back from the injury. It's not that serious. No, no, definitely, definitely. But the question is this, right? Now, can they have that success together? And to me, the, you know, I would say, why not? They've got all the potential in the world. Brady hasn't really had much talent. If we're being real, you know, Gordon couldn't stay mentally in the game. Antonio Brown got busy the one week he was there. No Gronk, no real tight end. Benjamin Watson was on and off the field. He retired. Great guy. But Edelman and James White, you know, it's a running back. And Edelman is a great slot receiver who's slowed down a lot and dealing with injuries off and on all year. So Brady had nothing to work with last year. And he was still 12-4. and four. And I know it was mainly defense. But still, that's still kind of crazy. So I don't, I can't see why Tampa can't go ten and six this year. But I will say this too, you know, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic going back to the whole Brady and Arians because Arians is a high risk down the field type of guy, right? But between him are a bunch of layers, right? We talk about uh, Byron Leftwich, we talk about Tom Moore, we also talk about Tom Brady, right? He doesn't go down the field as much, and also, you know high-risk, high-reward quarterbacks, right? He had Ben Roethlisberger in the beginning of his career throwing a lot of interceptions. Peyton Manning in the beginning of his career throwing a lot of interceptions. Uh, Carson Palmer pushing the ball down the field. But Brady, first of all, Brady was never that kind of high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. But also, Brady's not, Brady's not pushing the ball down the field as much, at least in the last five years. Now, I don't know, you know, every quarterback still thinks they can sling it, but I have a feeling Tom Brady's got some good self-awareness here and he's like look I have some talent and I'm not going to turn it over as much as you know some of these quarterbacks that Arians had in the past so it'll be interesting to see how much rope Arians gives Brady and how much he takes because Brady at this point in his career I got to believe just wants to win games so he just wants to matriculate the ball down the field score his, you know, 25 points, have the D hold him to, you know, 17 and take the W and move on to the next week. I don't know that Brady's with his back-to-back MVPs and, his, you know, two Super Bowls in the last three years. I don't think he needs any more accolades. He's just trying to win. Uh, so I, it'll be, it, it will be interesting. I'll tell you this much. I'm fascinated to see that AFC East because with Stephon Diggs now going to the Bills, Josh Allen, another year. I think he'll improve. They've got a lot more talent now. You know, um, we'll see what happens there. The Jets and Dolphins could be on the upswing. I mean, the Dolphins get no, Byron Jones in a big deal. The Jets and Dolphins together aren't a good team. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, try, I'm trying to be nice here. But wait, but let me say this. What's really interesting, and I'm happy for our boy Teddy Two Gloves getting a shot with Joe Brady, who worked with him in New Orleans, right, and was, you know, had a super year at LSU, now the OC with Matt Rule at the Panthers. I don't like the Panthers organization sometimes how they treat the players. I thought they did Cam dirty. But I do think Bridgewater is a perfect fit for them with McCaffrey and their guys. But, you know, the both of you guys, like and, and our caller, Michael, like what happens with Cam Newton and Jameis Winston? Are they just like – you know, castaways and backup quarterbacks now? I feel like it's messed up. Well, Cam Newton for sure is. Any team that would be willing to sign and start Cam Newton would be insane. Like, Jameis Winston showed promise last year. I think in, in the right system, he could get, he could be solid. But Cam Newton, come on, man. That is, he's washed, man. It's over. I mean, he really? Wait, 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 wait. Honey, do yeah. you realize with North Turner, before he got hurt, 
not this season, but the season before, that Steelers game, when they were 6-2, and two, Cam was uh, highest passing percentage he's ever had completion rate. They were killing it, and Cam was looking good. And remember, he's never had great weapons at wide receiver. Even the Super Bowl year, they didn't have great weapons. So I, I can't just throw Cam away completely. I could say he's got to kind of get healthy and reestablish He's only 31. I mean, you think Cam is done done? I mean, I don't want him. I mean, I don't know what – it depends, I guess, on what your team is and what your quarterback situation is looking like. Like, if, you know, there's certain teams that their QB situation is so bad, they got nothing to lose. But, I mean, well, what, like, who's your team, for example? Well, who, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm a Steeler fan. So, Ben Roethlisberger's back. I'll be fine. Oh, okay. But I need, so Pittsburgh, I need yeah, a young – You should go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, you, you should go to Pittsburgh. Why not? I mean, your situation is washed, too. So, you got nothing to lose there either. I mean, I, I think I think the well, I don't know about the Steelers being washed now. Come on. I think the well, landing spot for him is But no, I think Ben was hurt. I think Ben's got another two years left, easy. Yeah, but Ben ain't gonna win you anything. I mean, it's over. I mean, it was a nice run. He had his time. He did his thing. You know, he, you know, the motorcycle accident. We can't talk all the stuff he did in the bathroom. But other than that, I mean, he was pretty good for you guys. Had a nice run, but it's over, man. Time to move on. <laughs> it might be over. It might be over, but but it's not Ben's fault. In other words, the the organization might not be set up to win another championship. I think Ben. I disagree. Wait, wait, wait. I think you guys are bugging. Uh, our defense is is good. We just lost Hargrave to the Eagles, so that's going to hurt. We need another nose tackle. Our secondary and linebackers are really good. We do. I would like to sign Melvin Gordon because I don't think uh, j- you know James Conner is you know legit legit. He's a, a good two back. He's not like my a back. And you know Juju needs to mature. I, I would like a, another receiver. There's like 22 good ones in this draft, so we could get one you know second round. We don't have a first round pick, but by no means are the Steelers done. Now yes, the Ravens are the class of our division and maybe the just, conference a potential wildcard team. And that's it. Just keep okay. It I, but listen, once you, and now you got seven teams this year. So once you get in the playoffs, wildcard team or not, man, we got a shot. Yeah. A shot to maybe win a game. And then that's it. You know, this team ain't winning a title anytime soon. Let's just be real, man. Come on. I mean, you're better off in my opinion, drafting a QB, First, second, maybe third round. Find a good, a good young prospect and start developing some young players on offense because you guys ain't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, come on. I mean, what's what's your realistic projection for next year? Eight and eight? No, no, no. Ten and six, nine and seven. Looking at the schedule, oh, but, but I will say this: ten games. Stop, stop it. Come on, that's wishful thinking, bro. Look at the division. Yeah, well, well, maybe you're in our division. Only team I'm scared of is the Ravens. I'm not scared of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Look, Pittsburgh is at the same level with Cleveland. Okay, they're not that far ahead of them. I know Cleveland. Baker Baker Mayfield has got to prove to me that he can reestablish himself. Because what I saw last year, that was like, like he was another human being. That's Freddie Kitchens. That's that's on Freddie Kitchens and his bad system. That's not a reflection on that team and their talent. Cleveland is a much more talented team than Pittsburgh. I agree with they that. But I mean, a basic. I mean, they weren't even doing like a basic curl pattern or basic slant. He was well, having issues. Yeah, but the players still got to play. There's some players who would bad when coaches. When you got a bad system and a bad coach, and then you know the players didn't believe in them, that that, that plays out on the field. And like the like the other. 
guys that talked about the, the culture in the locker room. All those things play into how a team succeeds or doesn't succeed. And so when you look at Cleveland, in my opinion, Cincinnati is going to be good next year. I know a lot of people find that hard to believe. I think the Bengals are going to be better than the Steelers. Mm, I think, I no, think at best, the Bengals, I think at best the Bengals will be at best they'll be six and ten. No, the Bengals, the Bengals are going. I think the Bengals are going to win. Yeah, oh yeah, much better. The Bengals are going to win at least eight games next year. They're going to they're going to be no! teams to watch out for. Wait, did you no, know? they don't. They don't. Their lineback- They don't have a great linebacking core. Their secondary spotty. They still have some talent on the defensive line. The O line is okay. They're going to the, they're gonna have the best offense in that division. I'm telling you. Oh, right you now. really like Joe? You like, you like Joe Burrow that much then? You like Burrow, like AJ Green, Mixon. I, I I I like their coach a lot. I know a lot, I know a lot about his system, his background. I'm telling you, he, in my opinion, is probably going to in the, over the next few years will be proven to be the best coach in that division. Number one, he just didn't have he just didn't have a quality play at quarterback. Now that they're going to have the QB to run the system, they're going to be phenomenal. But it's hard. So, you talk about overcoming a coach. He's got to overcome an organization and an owner. <laughs> What's wrong with the organization? The, the Bengals were solid. What are you talking about? They, the last 10 years, the Bengals have had a pretty decent record. They've had, like, I think the last 10 years, they're, like, number 12 in, in win-loss record. No, the and owner doesn't, the last spend, he doesn't spend enough money, though, man. They, that's going to be hard We're for them. Spend, spend enough money on what? On, on players? On players to get, to get the players about? they need. They spend a lot of money. What are you talking about? They just sign their own guys. They're, just, they're not a team that spends a lot of free agency, but they, they pay their own guys. Right. They just signed one free agent yesterday or today. I, okay, I'll say this. Yeah, because I free agents don't want to go to Cincinnati. No, I, I get that. I, I get That's that, but I'll be honest with you. I don't – I can't – you're right. At best, eight and eight, but I would say six and ten. But let's get off the Bengals and that division, my, my question is this, and I'm ha- happy Malcolm Jenkins goes back to the Saints. You know, the Cowboys have made some interesting moves. I think they disrespected Dak Prescott. We'll see how that plays out. You know, they, they do um, – Oh, come on. You know, he's bring overrated. In... We know he's not, he's not a $40 million quarterback. Who are we kidding? Come no, on. no, no. He's not $40 million, but – He's not even worth fifteen. pay Goff and Wentz. He's won more games than Gotham Wentz, and he's a leader. He stepped a in and right of the ship when Romo was like, like a guy's okay. a leader. He can't throw. He's not accurate, man. If you're not accurate, I don't want you on my team. I don't know why people are making it seem like just because a guy supposedly shows leadership qualities, that means anything. That means nothing. If you cannot put the ball where it needs to be on a consistent basis, you will not win a title, period. Look, I, I'm a Cowboy fan. Well, I'm, Brad Johnson's got a ring to tell you that's not true. That's because him, and you can say the same thing about Trent Dilfer, because they played on all-time great defenses in an era in the early 2000s where teams were allowed to play defense. But today when we're playing this, this, uh, this flag football league where you can't play defense, you can't yeah. get knees on a receiver without getting a flag thrown, you have to be able to have a good quarterback. This is a quarterback league. They juice the game up. So if your quarterback cannot put the ball on the same spot twice in a row, he's not going to get it done. Period. You got to be able to throw an accurate pass, man. Well, I, I, look, I'm not, I'm I'm a Cowboys fan, but not a huge Dak Prescott fan. The Cowboys well, are I'm back. I'm sorry to hear corner, that. Right. The, the Cowboys <laughs> are back into a corner. 
he's not – I don't think he's good enough to carry a team. But if Amari Cooper, who I don't think is a 1A, and they're paying him like a 1A, but yeah. if you put a team around him, I think he's good enough to win a championship with the right pieces. He's better than Trent Dilfer. He's better than Brad Johnson. He's better than some of these guys that – you know, we're there just. But they just signed away. old. They just signed Gerald McCoy, who I think his best days are behind him. The they lose Byron Jones. Yeah, I don't get you know, that. I think Byron the Cowboys. Jones. Cowboys could be in trouble. Look, you I don't know. know if they're in trouble, right? Because I don't know that the Giants, the Redskins, and the Eagles are running away with that division. Uh, but the expectations for the Cowboys, for better or for worse nowadays is Super Bowl because they think that they have the big three. But I think, I agree with you, <laughs> I, I agree with you, Prescott's not a top ten quarterback. Amari Cooper's not a top ten receiver. Zeke Elliott's a top three running back. So you don't have a big three when two of the three, even though you're paying them top five in their position, they're not producing top five in their position. So, so what does Bill Belichick do? Where does he go? I don't think it's going to be Jared Stidham. So... Does he bring in Andy Dalton? Does he does he take a shot on Winston? It brings in a guy that doesn't make mistakes, that doesn't throw a lot of – so, for example, he does not bring in Jameis Winston with his 30 interceptions. He brings yeah. in a guy that can move the ball, that can play – run you know, run a rather conservative offense, doesn't turn the ball over, and then he figures it out down the road. He you know what, though? I think he might want to take a chance on the Oregon, Justin, Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. And he might move up in the first round to get one of those guys. Don't sleep on that. He's never done it before. Yeah, that'd be a smart move. No, it'd be smart. They're going to be there next year. They're, they're, they're in the playoffs guaranteed next season. Don't sleep on them. Even with or without Brady, it doesn't matter. Their defense is legit. It's, it's the best defense I've seen in a couple of years, to be honest. And I, I don't know how people – and I'm going to ask you this. How, who do you think is the main – should get the main credit as far as the past success? Do you think it was Belichick or Brady? Well, Belichick's I a genius. Belichick. I mean, I think it's Belichick. Belichick's Look, Brady, a Brady's going to go down as the GOAT because of his accomplishment. But, you know, I look at Aaron Rodgers more talented. And if Aaron Rodgers was in that system, maybe instead of being 6-3 and three in Super Bowls, he'd be 7-2, and 8-1. Who knows? But yeah, I now, Bel- Belichick can do more with less. And, and let's be honest, he just lost three defenders to the Lions and one to the Dolphins. So, you know, they, lose, they lost Harmon, who's good. You know, they're losing guys on the line. So it'll be interesting. But I know Belichick's got a plan. I'm not worried about that. And to be honest with you, towards the end of the season, you did kind of notice, and Belichick felt that, hey, we didn't have enough team speed on defense. So he wanted to get younger and less expensive anyway. You know, he's always going to have his corners, you know, to cover. He's still got McCourty and Gilmore. You know, so Bel- Belichick will be fine. I just – I think – He's had trouble defending the mobile quarterback. And I think now that he's got this opportunity, that he got rid of Tommy, Tommy's gone. So I think he's like, yo, I really want. Now, Justin Herbert can move a little bit, but Jalen Hurts, don't sleep on that. And Jordan Love. I think you could see I'm, one or two. I'm, one I'm, I'm completely, I'm, I'm asleep with, you know, I'm out. I'm, I don't know how anyone could think Jalen Hurts is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I mean, come on. You don't, you don't think he's going to be a good prospect, do you? 
I think he's a backup at first, but I, I know I agree with you. Like, if you can't be accurate at quarterback, you, you got nothing. Trust me, I lived with it with the Cordell Kyle Stewart Bowler, years. Kyle Bowler. Yeah, but, but I will say this. But I will say this. Jalen Hurts, man, I was blown away what he did this year in Oklahoma. I was very impressed. So who's to say Josh McDaniels doesn't get him and mold him? You know, you know how the Patriots are. Don't they're not afraid to sign Andy Dalton, let him and uh, Jared Stidham battle, draft Hurts in the second or third round, which he could still be there easily, right? And develop him and see what happens. You know, they're they're brilliant at doing that stuff, man. Don't you know? I I, I don't I limit anything. success. I think Jalen Hurts' success can be traced to Lincoln Riley. And he was, uh, look, he was the, the SEC freshman of the year, and then he was the offensive player of the year in the conference. So he definitely has some college-level talent. But I think that playing for, for Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma really brought him to sort of national, uh, you know, prominence. Right, and C.D. Lamb, too. But he wasn't just running that, the ball. You guys saw it. The guy was throwing it all over the field. Yeah, but he's throwing a wide-open, you know, receiver. But I will say this about Belichick. Here's another thing that, that we need to consider is Belichick 67, right? In, co- in coaching years, that's like 107. This dude has been through, you know, <laughs> wars from the giant days, right? In 86 yeah. and, uh, two, and 91, winning those two as a defensive coordinator and that whole, you know, Browns, Ravens. He's going to coach at least three more years, years, at least. Oh, okay, so, 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 so put a stake in that, right? If he coaches three more years, he doesn't really want to try to rebuild on a quarterback that's going to need three, four, five years to pan himself out, right? Is that guy going to want to try and draft somebody, develop him, and then just like he tasted the promised land nine times as a head coach, twice as a uh, you know as an assistant coach, he's got eight titles. He's eight and three in Super Bowls. He doesn't so then why don't the Patriots take a shot on Cam- Cameron Janelle Newton? Why not? That's why I think uh, they'll go Andy for. A, that's why I think they'll go for a. a, a I think Andy Dalton. Well, Michael, that's why do you like Andy Dalton better than Cam, Cam Newton? Yeah, I, I think I think Belichick's leaving New England after this year. I think his time in New England is about to be over. Where's he going? <laughs> He's retiring or he's going he's to a new, going a to new place? I think, I think Cleveland's going to give him the GM slash head coaching job, and they're going to give him, like, total power over the organization. He's going to go there. Cause if you're he him, gets that now. He gets that now, right? Yeah, he but goes Cleveland, to yeah. Cleveland's top crowd and basically does look, what he Look at Cleveland's roster. You can't tell me, Bill Belichick's perspective, he looks at Cleveland's roster and doesn't think, man, look at that defensive personnel. If he had a Miles Garrett, if he had, like, you know, Greedy Williams and a Denzel Ward, at DB, I mean, look at look at that defense, man. You can't tell me he couldn't turn that into one of the greatest defenses. Are you saying time. that he'll get nostalgic and want to go back to Cleveland to for unfinished I, business? With Vinny Testaverde, wait, could he bring Vinny Testaverde? Because, back because think about what most inept, incompetent franchises in the history of NFL and win the Super Bowl there, he will be cemented as the greatest coach of all time, period, without debate. And I think he's already he's the greatest coach of all time. Well, you, no, you that, that, that's it. interesting. There's and, a qualifier happen. Because people, people are going to say, well, there's that whole Brady thing. You get what I'm saying? If he goes, no, oh, that's he's a got, fair but point. now Brady's gone, so he could prove it this year in New England. I, I don't know. I mean, listen, the Cleveland Browns owner can, trade, can change his mind on, you know, coaches every year, which he's done. 
Um, supposedly, they like Stefanski. We'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, right now, everything's up in the air with Corona. And, you know, before we, you know, wrap up the show, you know, we got to mention Kevin Durant and Gobert and, and, and these guys, you know, and, um, you know, four net. I don't know who that they named the other three nets besides Durant, but, um, you know, it, I don't even know if they we're going to name them. And, and I like, I like how Durant, how Durant kind of, you know, put himself out there because, you know, you should get rid of the stigma. Like, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, you know, Kevin Durant. I mean, these are real players, right? There's, there's no stigma with catching this virus, right? It happens. It's out there. And so I think people should, uh, you know, not walk around thinking, oh, you know, if you have this virus, you shouldn't let anybody know. You should let everybody know and say, look, it could happen to anybody. So, well, um, you know, we're I, all going to get it anyway. It's, it's going to be in the whole population over time, no matter what. That's just like the flu that we have now. Right, that happened back in 1918 with the Spanish flu outbreak. That's the same. So, at some point, we're all going to have it. So people just need to get used to it. Yeah, because yeah, you know I, what can happen. It's as it gets warmer, it might go away and then come right back in November. So that you know, that's the one thing. And honestly, I you know we we got to get more testing out there, and it's still going to take 12 months to get a vaccine. So. Michael, unfortunately, you know, you, you might be right about that. So let me ask you this. We'll wrap it up. We'll touch a little bit on that. Jadavian Clowney and Melvin Gordon, maybe the two biggest names still out there. And now maybe oh. Gordon's kicking himself, you know, for not signing that deal oh. with the Chargers. Um, I hope, you know, that the Steelers get him, God. but the Buccaneers could easily, you know, sign really? him for a year. Where do you, where do you think Gordon goes? Money, how much money would you think the, the Steelers should pay for a guy like Melvin Gordon, honestly, for a running back? Right now, he would. When you've already got down, James Conner. No, no, no. He turned down 10. I would give him the most I would give him is one year, seven, eight million. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, if, if, if he it's won't take 10, that, though. Somebody else will give him more than that. No, I, I mean, mean think about it. Who's going to sign him? That, yeah, because no, I don't think there's a GM out there that's dumb enough to pay a running back more than $10 million unless they were the Jets. That's, it's just stupid. <laughs> no, why would you do that? No, I'm serious. Like, what, why, what, what logic could you possibly have to convince you? Well, let me ask you, do, do, don't the Dolphins need a running back? I mean, the no, no, this year, and this year we've, got, like we've got three or four good ones this year, especially Taylor and DeAndre Swift. I mean, goodness gracious. They're going to be no joke. Um, so the, yeah. you've got you've got players coming out. The, the only problem here is that, you know, I think the only real fit for a guy like him is if a quarterback's clock is ticking, right? So you put him up with a Philip Rivers or with a Tom Brady or with somebody. Look, the salary cap's going up yeah, almost two hundred million. I was just about to say, I think Tampa so is a good option. Well, that's why got, I'm saying Gordon to Tampa. And now Devontae Freeman, I feel like he just might be done, which is kind of sad. You know, the Falcons and his injuries, um, I hope he can get healthy and still play because it's not like he's super old. It's not like a Michael Turner situation years ago. Um, I would believe Devontae Freeman still got some carries in him. Um, now the Kansas City Chiefs, they could be an option for one of these guys, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. The Look, Chiefs it turns out that they – that they can do fine by committee, right? Do they want to put $10 million into a position when 
They don't need to. I mean, they're, they're losing Sammy Watkins. Well, at some obviously. point, Gordon, the, the market is so bad for them and the draft is coming. You got to believe Gordon and Freeman are going to, they'll be happy to take a one year deal. That's why the Bucks, Steelers, and Chiefs can take advantage of Gordon and Freeman and be like, yo, I'll give you one year for $7 million. What else are you going to get? And where else are you going to be able to really tote the rock? You know, maybe the Bears now, you know, because, you know, they, they moved away from their backs. Jordan Howard, he just went down to the Dolphins. Uh, I think that was kind of a weird signing because I feel like he doesn't, you know, he's just one-dimensional. Nowadays, backs have got to be able to pass, block, catch, and run. What about so, the Bills? They bring in Stephon no, the Bills Diggs. Are they got Devin Singletary. Well, yeah, but Devin but, Singletary, they saw Frank Gore on the you know, but that, that's not Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Gordon probably still got got a leg up. I think Melvin Gordon's better yeah. than Singletary. I, uh, I, I think I think when you factor age and contract, I'd I'd rather have Singletary. I I don't want I would not want to commit more than seven millions of cap seven million dollars in cap space to a guy like Gordon. It's not worth it. I don't. I just don't think running backs are that effective anymore. Unless a guy's Derek Henry. But what, what, what seven? What was it? Seven. Seven of the top, of the top teams in the playoffs were led, you know, led the league in rushing. So running backs, it's still very important. It's just if do you have you, a mobile quarterback. Well, yeah, but look at the Dalvin Cooks and look at the, you know what I mean? You Philly, Philly needs a, a, a legit running back. The Eagles, you know, that's another team that needs a, a real running back. I mean, unless sure. you're going to say Miles Sanders is, is the guy. No, he's not the guy. Right, but but didn't these, didn't these teams that depend on the run get kind of exposed in the playoffs? Well, but that, we're saying no because the Niners to a team no, no, that got say, if the Niners it. ran the ball more, they might have won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs yeah, were the exception it's, because it's, of Patrick Mahomes and his greatness. But if the Niners ran the ball, maybe they win it. That's the coach making a dumb move, like he did when he was the OC I in mean, Atlanta. Right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, we we saw we saw the best the best running team in the league and I would say probably Tennessee with the best running back run up against a team that could throw the ball and they just they just didn't have enough juice to, to keep up. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's no, of course, but, but that's one dimensional. That's 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 extreme, right? These guys are extreme. In Tennessee, you know, again, Ryan Tannehill with smoke and mirrors played eight or nine great games and had a great QBR, but ultimately they were a running team and they're too predictable. And you're right, in this day and age you need more juice than that. Even if you're a right. running team, you need to be able to matriculate the ball down the field in the passing game, especially in the playoffs. With and I don't trust Tannehill for nothing. I'm sorry. I, I, and I love Derrick Henry, but I don't trust Tannehill. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, you know what? Well, no, Tannehill did a great job. What are you talking about? He had a great – No, he was just, no. You know what? You I, talk I, about I a guy who got stuck in a bad situation in Miami all those years. There's no way bad could... situation. <laughs> I think you know. I think it's going to be like Baltimore and Joe Flacco. They win the Super Bowl, and I said it on this show, ran it down like Baltimore's not winning again while Joe Flacco yep. is the quarterback. And Flacco just they... he just he's been released from the yeah, Broncos. Well, Baltimore, Baltimore's, him. Baltimore's not going to win a title with Lamar Jackson either. I mean, well, that, that's can, a separate story. That's a like separate that. story. You you may well, I don't know about that Lamar one. Jackson, and you may think he's too fragile. Lamar's going to get a chip, man. I, I disagree with that one. No, nah, but uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be the James Harden of the NFL, man. He's going to be a great regular season player, but when the playoffs come and defenses get locked in, Ooh. they're going to expose him. I think he's better than James Harden. I'm sorry. 
I like the analogy, but that's, 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 that's really a compliment. I mean, he, he's going to be an MVP candidate. I, I'm not downplaying how great he's going to be. Well, well wait, speaking of MVP, speaking of MVP, with DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals, Kyler just Murray like Mahomes, is not going to be the MVP of the league. Wait, wait, wait. Stop just that. like Mahomes stop did, that. and just like Lamar did, don't sleep on Kyler Murray. Oh, I got to stop. Oh, come on. No, don't put Kyler Murray in the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes. He'll Patrick be a Mahomes good player. Up. He'll put up interesting numbers. It'll be sexy. Oh, wait, how watch, good do you think Hopkins will be with I think Murray – listen, Kingsbury held him back last year. I think Kyler Murray's special. He could be special, but he's in his he's in his second year. He needs yeah. time. And he's a midget. He's a midget, Come man. Come on. I, I, I still <laughs> think you got to – Oh, you guys are hating. I, I think you're going to be surprised. When's, when's what, the last what? time you saw a midget quarterback win a Super Bowl? When's the last time you saw a QB that small? A six-footer? Russell Wilson. Russell. Yeah, but what? Russell Wilson won it, and in unique circumstances because of the way Seattle constructed their roster. That was that was a combination of a team that hit five straight home runs in the draft on defense, had everybody on their rookie deals, and was able to go on a nice little run. Once, you know, yeah, but day, Russell, 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 Russell he great won two back to back. Yeah, and maybe even yeah. a third. Yeah, no, he's I think I don't think the height. I don't think it's the height because Russell and Kyler both have got crazy arms, and the the talent of the baseball helps them. So I don't think so. Let Let's just wrap it up like this. What happens with Clowney? Because to me, I think he's healthy. He could go back to Seattle, and I'm surprised he doesn't have a market, and no one's jumped on him when people are signing. Fowler for $48 million and Vic Beasley. Those guys are bums. Because he's, he's not mean, that good. No, no, no. He was, he was dominant in Seattle. He made a difference for them. Totally he really did. Now, I, I will no, agree with you good. about his work ethic. That can be questioned. And you think maybe you think that's why Connie, Connie, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard the term when it comes to defensive ends or linebackers that pass rush. There's guys that get sacks and there's guys that generate quarterback pressure. Clowney's a guy that gets sacks. He doesn't generate a consistent pressure. That's what that's what the value of a good DN is lies in. Is how often can you you know cut that quarterback time down, force a QB out of the pocket, put that heat on him. Going on in Houston. I actually think Houston might regret that and might make a mistake because JJ Watt can't stay healthy either. And I don't know if it's because of steroids or whatever, but Watt's hurt every single season the last four years. Yeah, I was going to ask you before. Yeah, that's another thing. But before you guys move on, were you guys going to talk about the NBA at all? Or, or you guys well, on about that? yeah, we were just going to touch, touch on the corona, but I'll say this, right? With the NBA, I think this might force the league into something that's better for them. So let's say they come back and they shorten it and they just do – there was like 19 games left for most teams, some games, some teams 18, some 20, right? Let's say if they even it out and just say, okay, everybody gets to 70 games and then they do the playoffs. It might go into the season ending late July. So then they might actually start back the following season, Christmas Day, be opening night, and that might be better to not – 
have a big, you know, two months of your season swallowed up by the NFL and it might just be a better business model for them going forward. What do you think about that? that that's exactly what the Hawks were talking about. And, and they said, right. you're right, that when the basketball season starts, call it around Halloween, you got the month of November, the month of December. Those are football months. And then you've got January. You're starting to hit your groove. And then football, you get the Super Bowl. So the NBA – and then and in March, you got March Madness. So the NBA really doesn't hit its groove until – I mean, they got some of January and then really April when the NBA hits its groove. So if you were to give the NBA July and August, with the exception of Olympics and maybe World Cup every four years, the, the NBA would just dominate the summer. Right, because baseball is this long, drawn-out, you know, six-month sport over 180 days. But I, I think it's great for the NBA. Maybe they need to start thinking differently and shift the whole schedule and make the NBA truly be a summer sport. And I, I think you're right. I think this might be a blessing in disguise because why start the season in August? You got some issues with the stadiums and the hockey and and that whole thing. But if you can figure that out, I think. But think about it. Wouldn't ba- wouldn't July and August look so much better now with basketball? So yeah. go to December to August. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and have like it like December right before baseball actual, like, starts their playoffs. If if the playoffs were to start, I just think that if you look at the matchups, there, there's a major upset alert that a lot of people are overlooking that I think is going to play out if the if the playoffs do end up happening this year. And I Which think one? The Heat. I think the I think the Grizzlies are gonna, are, are going to knock off the Lakers. I think a lot of people are overlooking that. And the reason ja? I say that is... I love Ja. It's the addition of Justice Winslow. And this layoff is going to allow for Winslow and Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson is going to get healthy. Yeah, sure. I just... I it's, LeBron's on a mission. AD, they don't have an answer. I love Jaron Jackson. Uh, Valanciunas. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's going to be Lakers, Bucks, Clippers, Bucks. The Heat have a chance to upset the Bucks, and so do the Celtics, because I think when you bear down on Giannis, Giannis still does not have the jumper, just like Ben Simmons. I think what needs to happen this summer is that Ben Simmons, remember he used to have the big man's camp, Pete Newell's big man's camp? Well, Ben Simmons and Giannis need to go to Stephen Curry's camp and just shoot with him all summer so that they could be the amazing players they're supposed to be. Because right now, like, I don't even know. I, I'm so annoyed with Philly with all the potential. And they made their own bet up when they let J. You know, I would have just been like, J.J. Reddick, you got to stay. We need a shooter. But I'd be shocked. if the, I mean, I, I, I like you going for the upset. I thought you were going to go with maybe the Heat or the Thunder. And I think as much – I've been – we've both been kind of correct on the show, critical of Billy Donovan in the past. But I think he's, he could be coach of the year for the job he's done with Oklahoma City Thunder. And it also just shows you the leadership of Chris Paul, the pure Hall of Famer. He's been underrated as a, as a great point guard. He's moving up the list of top ten point guards every year. And I just think he's been disrespected because what he's doing at OKC has been amazing. That team is I'll not right. Teams that are – we talk about a 4-5 or, or even a 3-6 matchup when you're only talking about – four or five games difference in the standings. I mean, an upset to me is like a seven over a two, eight over a one. And the reason I think the Grizzlies are going to do it, by the way, is because of their overall depth. I mean, look at that Lakers bench. I mean, Jared Dudley is getting minutes. Come on, man. That, that team <laughs> is right to get knocked But here's out. the they thing. Really you, 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 have, you have a point in an 
82 game season, but, but you playoffs, you have rest between games. You don't really need a bench because you you're going to play five games, and then you're going to go into the playoffs where you play every other game. So the teams that lose, I think, but to your point though, the teams that lose are the teams with depth because the depth doesn't matter this year. So the Milwaukee Bucks may have lost their number one chance because they're going to be out of sync, right? They, they can only come down. They were, they were the best team in the league, and they can only come down because the other teams are going to get healthier, and the, the shorter benches are going to catch up to them. No one in the East can beat them. Nobody in the East can beat the Bucs. Not, there's not you one know team. what? You're, no, you're, I wouldn't say right. Boston has a lot of potential. Oh, I would get say you're Boston right. Is, just get out of here, bro. Come on. Man. I would say you're, you're right. Wait, 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 you don't know what Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker? Those guys are ballers. Their defense will not stop Giannis flat out. Okay, we've seen Boston and Milwaukee the last couple of years. We can tell just the matchup's not there. Well, they're missing Al Hawford, so it might be hard. And Cantor, you know, what he doesn't love. What happened to him, by the yeah, way? Yeah, Hawford. Man, he's eating he too many Philly cheesesteaks, you know? Play. It's the Philly cheesesteaks he's eating. You know? That's what's I messing him up. But I'll say it's, it's because of the coach. They got a bad coach. They got a no, no, he's team. a horrible coach. I can't believe he's still, and even Stephen A. hinted at it, and he doesn't want to be mean to say it, but he, Brett Brown is, should have been fired last year, okay? There's no reason that he should still be coaching. Um and speaking of coaching, the Knicks, you know, we got to figure out the Knicks getting a coach. But, you know, and I still feel like nobody wants to give him a chance, but I still feel like Mark Jackson doesn't get enough credit for what he – the foundation he put with the Warriors. And I think oh, the yeah. Knicks would be – he would be – the Knicks would be smart The Knicks are going to gonna be in the playoffs next year, man, if they get, if they get one player. They're good to go. Mm, I don't know. Everybody's going to leave. Everybody's a one-year contract. The Knicks have no culture. The Knicks have no star. R.J. Barrett's a role player. I'm not sure the Knicks are going anywhere, and I'm a Knicks fan. If they get, uh, if the, they Knicks get don't have ball, the Knicks, the Knicks are going to be cooking. The Knicks got they're going to have a squad next year. Are you kidding me? No, they got they have Lamelo no. at the point, R.J. Barrett at the two, Knox at the three. They can keep Randall at the four, and you got Mitchell Robinson at the five. That's a better young starting lineup than most of the teams. Ooh, so you down with the Lamelo oh. ball clue. You you like Lamelo, uh, huh? First of Lamello's, all, Lamelo's the best player in his draft, and it's not even close. There's no compare. Who who's better than that? Look, I, 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 first of all, and first of all, the kid in Georgia, Anthony Edwards, and and Naismith. The Knicks can't do anything right. On the last game of the season before Corona, they go out and win. So that means they beat Atlanta, and then Detroit loses. Detroit uh, loses. So the Knicks move down three spots in the draft. I know. Yeah, the Knicks might not even get a shot to get Lamelo. That's the only thing. The Knicks are not even going to get Lamelo. Lamelo's going to be a top three pick. The Knicks are going to pick draft six, seventh, or eighth. No, not with the new rules. I remember because the, the odds are changing. No, now, I, so. I know, I know. I'm just saying that the statistics are that the Knicks. I mean, they they finished what seventh or sixth or seventh worst record in the league. So there's not, uh, you know, they could. Pick but Michael, I would tell you this. Let me tell you this though. If the Thunder or the Mavericks or the Grizzlies, and that's six, seven, and eight, if either of those three teams were to upset Lakers, Clippers, or Nuggets. That is definitely a, an upset. You know what I mean? Now, you're going four or five, that's different. But to me, the Thunder, the, the Thunder have no business upsetting the Nuggets or Clippers. So if the Thunder pulled it off in the playoffs, that would be a huge. You know I mean? But I tell you, you what, think, this you is think one the of those years. You think the Thunder couldn't beat the Nuggets? 
I don't think the Nuggets are that good, man. I think the Nuggets can beat them. I, wait, wait. The Nug- I think the Nuggets actually are underrated. Now, I don't love Jamal Murray, but one thing that's sleeping, and he's, a, uh, he's slowly growing game by game, is Michael Porter. Oh, Michael yeah. Porter. No. Oh, yes, he is. No. I mean, the, I the, 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 the light-skinned light Kevin Durant. Yo, like Michael Porter is going to be – next season, he's he going to be nasty. Wonder. He's but better than Paul Millsap already. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, but I think I think he still needs a year or two. Like, you know, give no, no, him a little time. Yeah. But he's but gonna, gonna be nice. With this shortened season though, he's I will say great. this. With this with the shortened season and whatever they figure out with the playoffs, this is gonna be the most wide open playoffs because I don't think the Lakers are the Lakers and I don't think the Bucks are the Bucks and the Clippers are the Clippers. You don't know after a three month layoff how everybody's gonna yeah, what kind of yeah, chemistry but there's going to be. So I think day, we're going to get a lot of the best, The teams with the best five or six players, it, the advantage is to them. And I, I still got to believe, I mean, listen, Kawhi and Paul so George. Now, Paul George, Paul George gets time to get healthy. Okay? Okay. So really does Ben healthy. Simmons. Yeah, but they're still yeah. head cases, and they can't shoot in Philly. Right. Yeah, Whose team is it in Philly? Yeah, that's obvious. We yeah, all I mean, that, it, right? you can, I, you, I, I can't trust Tobias Harris's team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, but, I mean, the, but you know, the Clippers funny? are not going to lose a game in the playoffs if they were. I mean, if they if they have everyone on board, nobody in the West is going to beat them even once. They're sweeping everybody, including no, the Lakers. Might be right, the Clippers are dangerous, man. Let me tell you, that was a big move when they got Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. That was huge. Although, yeah, that, that, that I will say this, again, not having the games and not having the practices to integrate them, it's great in theory to have depth. But when all these cats haven't played together, right, and Morris and Jackson come over midseason, and even George and Kawhi are just figuring it out, yeah, I think over an 82-game season, the Clippers, it's theirs to lose potentially, but they haven't played enough minutes together. Who's going to beat them in the West? Ooh, what team can even can even hold a candle to him? The only Denver's team that's cohesive is Denver. Uh, the Lakers give him trouble on matchups. I, look, I, I like the Clippers, right? What, what, I've been a Kawhi Leonard fan since he's a Come on, they're gonna they're gonna kill LeBron. You know that that's the matchup they want more than anything. They're gonna embarrass him. If I was LeBron James, I would not even want to get in that series. They're gonna. No, and I think you're wrong there, only because that last game showed me something. The last Clipper Lakers no, game. No, bro. Not in the, play- yes. in the playoffs when George and Kawhi get locked in, and what they're going to do to LeBron defensively, they're going to try to shame him. You got LeBron is too strong for them. When LeBron decides, when LeBron decides mentally to act more like Jordan than Magic, Kawhi and George can't touch LeBron. It's only can't when he Kawhi is better than LeBron right now. What are you talking about? I think he is LeBron all around, is yes. Back, but, 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 but you saw it in that game. When LeBron wants to act like Mike and not like Magic, LeBron can bulldoze. He's Carl Malone with handle. He can bulldoze Kawhi and George. They got nothing for him. They really don't. No, that's Kawhi and George still dealing with injuries. When we come back from this three-month layover, they're both going to be back at 100%. And when that's the case, Along with Patrick Beverly, it's they're going to clamp up the entire Lakers backcourt. 
The Lakers are not going to be able to do anything. They're going to guard him. Oh, are you, are you a Clippers fan? Make work every I'm not are a Clippers fan at all. I just, of course not. But I, I know reality. You cannot tell me that a healthy Kawhi, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly is not the greatest defensive backcourt in the history of the NBA. And then on the flip side, who's going to stop either George or Kawhi from going off? Nobody. The Lakers are the most overrated team I've ever seen. And because we've got oh. a bunch of LeBron sexuals, that are worshiping this guy and acting like he's going to get another ring. He'll get another ring. He'll be lucky to get out the second round. This Lakers team is flawed. Their bench is trash. Uh, their point so you're a LeBron bad. hater. You don't believe in Anthony Davis? I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm, I'm a LeBron realist. I don't. This guy's not God, but people treat him like he is. Okay. Is, well, where do you rank him? The NBA has popped this guy up and given him good calls. Where is he in the top five? Where is he in the top five, top ten players of all time? And I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but I recognize greatness. I mean, this 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 guy is special. He'll end He's leading the league at 35 in assists his 17th year. Are you kidding me? He's eighth all-time in assists. He'll end his career. He's not even a bona fide, legitimate you know, scorer, and he'll end his career as the number two or maybe the number one scorer in NBA history, and he's not even a score first player. Uh, you know, look, I'll knock LeBron, and, and I'll tell you his weaknesses, and I'll tell you he's not Michael Jordan, and he's got, you know, he's got some minor flaws in his game, but come on, let's not make him out to be, you know, somebody that the NBA has just propped up and, and doesn't deserve. He's top three all time. The, the NBA always props up these top end guys. They propped up Jordan, Okay, they've done this. This is the NBA's track record. The fact that the NBA is known for the superstar call tells you everything you need to know about the NBA. Where you can have a player drive to the basket, but because he's a role player and he gets blatantly fouled, the ref doesn't say anything. James Harden drives to the basket. The guy so much as breathes on him, it's an automatic whistle. Okay, no, no, that's a fair question. That's fair. That's a fair question. Wait, wait, but Michael, okay, so give me your top five basketball players of all time. I don't know who the top five are all the time because the NBA is not a league that does things above board. They've been doing it since the, the mid-'80s. Once David Stern took over with Magic and Larry Bird, the NBA's entire marketing strategy has been prop up these individual star players, not teams. Once they started to do that, refs started getting favorable calls of these top-end guys and it inflated these guys' numbers. And why these guys? I mean, just to give you, give you an example, the 2006 NBA Finals, Heat versus Mavericks, Dwayne Wade – got every single whistle he wanted to, starting from game three on, any time he went to the basket. Team or player, they will make it guaranteed they either win or they're going to puff up their numbers and make them look like the best okay, player of all time. I don't say you're wrong, but it doesn't yeah. make Dwayne Wade not a, an outstanding player. It doesn't yeah. mean that the Shaq and the um, Shaq and Kobe Lakers weren't better than the Kings. You know, they. Ha- I mean, the Kings had five good very good players, but the Lakers had two great players, right? Yeah. So, you know, no, the King, I love that Kings team. I'm not negating your point. Who knows basketball knows the Kings were a better team. The NBA rigged it. Just look at the game six, game six of that series. Look at the amount of free throws the Lakers took in the fourth quarter compared to the Kings. Just look at that. Anyone, I just, anyone no, you got an argument there. You, you, got, you got an argument with that Blazers team with Pippen and Steve Smith. And uh, Bonzi yeah, Bell sure. and Brian Grant, exactly. they had a crew. Yeah. And, and but but, but are, still, still, wait, wait. But still, what? Michael, you oh, still have to have a top time. five, my man. Come on, bro. You still got to have a top five. There's five in the NBA. There's no such thing because there's yes, there no is. way to have an honest evaluation of these players 
because the numbers are, are rigged. These guys, if, if once a guy is chosen to be a top end player, that guy will get favorable calls the remainder of his career. Is Michael Jordan so the greatest NBA happens, player ever? Absolutely not. Of course he isn't. Jordan, who is? Jordan's last. Jordan's. I don't even know who it is. I can't tell you because there's no way to have an honest gauge on that because the NBA. Ah, uh, come on, dude. Dude, I'm being real. His last two years, when those last two titles he won in Chicago, there's no way he, they should have won those. The, in '98 alone, there's no way they should have won. Utah out of was NBA better. Don't, there's no even close to the Bills. No, I'm not talking about Utah. There's no way they, they should not have beat the Pacers, man. In '98, the NBA came in and did everything they can. Let me tell you why. Get into why the Lakers went on their three P. By the way. When the NBA's contract, when NBC was about to expire, and they were about to go into a major negotiation with different networks, they were trying to prop up the guys that were going to give them the biggest ratings. It was Jordan at the end of his career, and it was the Kobe Shaq Lakers. That's why the Kings weren't able to win. That's why the Blazers weren't able to win, because even though they were better teams, they were in small markets, and they weren't going to in the finals. So the NBA decided and chose who they wanted, who was going to deliver them the ratings so that they could get a good TV deal. That's so you don't think the NBA wanted the Knicks to beat the Rockets? What do you mean? And once they're in the finals, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about the Knicks there. So the Knicks and Rockets is a perfect example. You got our, the two of the top five TV markets. New York's the number one TV market. Houston's number four. Those are the top markets on television. And yet OJ, the yet OJ that year too. <laughs> no, but I'm yeah, yeah, OJ pulled in the race. Like the I know, but at the end of the day, the you you okay. You seem to be a very knowledgeable sports fan. At the end of the day, you have got to stand on something and 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 be able to see through the rest, through the BS, who the five nastiest dudes that ever touched the rock are. That's not hard to say. Okay, if you, if you're going just on encore play, I would have to go with. I think Isaiah Thomas is in the top five. As far as I've seen, I can't speak for the guys prior to the 80s. I'm saying 80s on. I would say Isaiah Thomas is in the top five. It's not in any particular order. Thomas, he's not like he's a good player. And then, I don't know, probably probably Tim Duncan. I'm You're not, not putting, putting Michael Jordan and LeBron James in that list? No, I'm not. Because what I saw, what I saw with Jordan in the 90s and what the refs did and how the NBA – Gas this guy up. That was straight up BS. Okay, Jordan was great up until about '93. After that, that was some straight BS. That was some. That was some. Well, injury. you could say that you could say like Derek Jeter in baseball was given too much All Star credit and too much, you know, uh, too many Gold Gloves when when the when the cybermetric guys yeah. would tell you he wasn't all that. Now in '98, let's say you know that the NBA did go with them, the the Bulls over the Pacers. You can't tell me that that Reggie Miller is better than Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan got called. No, 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 I'm, I'm just so saying. So, so you're Bulls. knocking Michael, but but there's got to be somebody else to carry the torch. And but not just that, Reggie Miller. Doesn't have to be a, that doesn't have to be to carry the torch. It's called a team sport. It's always been a team game. It's just the NBA has just just mutated this thing into this individualistic nonsense. Basketball has always been about the team. That's why I love that Kings team so much because they played like a team, which is why they were so successful, even though you could argue they had subpar talent. Their encore success was due to the way they played. 
No, you're related to Mike that's Bibby, what... aren't you? You got you got some Mike Bibby. I'm not Mike related to Bibby. Japan, I just you know? no. I'm just saying. I'm just joking. NBA I'm playing. Took, I'm playing. Uh, you get what I'm saying? The, the NBA no, no, basketball. I, conceptually, I totally I do. But you can't take friend. away Michael Jordan's greatness. Yeah, Michael Jordan is a man. A game that was offensive, defensive. He's a good player. I never said he's not a great player. I just don't think he's the greatest of all time because I don't think there's any way to give an honest evaluation of players due to the NBA's behind the scenes. You know, shenanigans, for lack of a better term. You have to acknowledge that the NBA does play around and they do things for marketing reasons. I mean, come on, man. You got to at least acknowledge that to be true. Yeah, that that's true. But through 82 games for 15 seasons, I've seen this guy go up and down the court, and Michael Jordan's better than Tracy McGrady. Yeah. way you look at it, whether the whether yeah. the NBA is propping him up or not, he's he's Are better offensively. Me? He's better defensively. Oh and He's more of a winner. Prime was one of the players I've ever seen. Nah, Mike, Mike's a- better than Tracy, man. And Tracy say that himself. Bro, now, you could try to argue with Kobe. Jordan, Jordan's prime. When was Jordan's prime? Late 80s, early 90s, right? Yeah. We all know that, right? Okay. Prime. What team was he not able to get past? Well, at first it was my, the Celtics. My was the, uh, I mean, Isaiah Thomas the was the man. Now, yeah. I will say, Pistons, I like right? that you said that list, but think about it. That was bully ball, and that's how they beat. They had the Jordan rules, and they were beating Mike up. But what? once Mike got over they played, them, they, they Isaiah and them never won again. You'll never get an argument from me. With the fact that you put Isaiah Thomas in your top five, I got, I got love for that because that man on one foot almost beat the Lakers by himself. He did in game exactly. six. He, he couldn't play in game seven. But Isaiah Thomas is – he's insane. That's why, like, when people try to talk about Steph Curry as the best point guard ever, I'm like, wait, wait. He, he's, he's, he's not better than Isaiah Thomas to me. He's got more skill than LeBron in his, in his entire lifetime. Somebody – I mean, the assumption with Shaq, size or athleticism. Fundamentals yeah. and how you understand – no, definitely. Listen, man, listen, we'll have to come back on again and, and, and okay. please, you know, definitely call, man. I, I like your, I like your angle. Yeah, this and, was a lot of fun, Mike. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I, I got to tell you, though, you disrespected Cam Newton, though. And I know he's not accurate, <laughs> but I think Cam, I think Cam still got a little game in him, man, just a little bit, you know. 15 and 1 with that roster. That was let's, impressive. Let's, let's, put a, let's put an emphasis on the little part. Yeah, I, I agree with the little part. Yeah, the, the little part. <laughs> and you're bugging. My Steelers, I, we'll, we'll have to talk during the season. My Steelers are definitely going to be better than the Bengals. I'm sorry about that. Man. Hell no, you're not. Oh, oh yeah. No, no. The Steelers are going to be fourth in the division. I'm calling it now. No, no. Bengals and Tomlin's going to get Joe fired. Burrow turns out to be the man. Even if Joe Burrow's Joe the man, there's still a few years Joe away. Joe Burrow's Patrick Mahomes 2.0. He's going to dominate. He's going to take this league by storm. In the SEC, you do the, he did the Alabama. Come on, bro. You can't tell me that ain't the no, greatest. No, I was TV impressed. I, no, no, I was impressed with him. him. I was impressed with him. I'll give you that. So The same cat that could have started Ohio State and had to transfer to LSU. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. That was three I'm years not... ago. I'm talking, I'm talking about what we saw last year. You tell me any other QB he class one of the best in the last in decade. No, no, I was, I was, I was blown away no, bro, by him. There ain't nobody in the last twenty years. But I'll tell you this though, you Tua is more talented than him. Listen, Tua is more talented. Healthy Tua, healthy Tua is more talented. Shit, man. What matters is what you do when it matters. 
When you go out there, oh, well, Tua, Tua, Tua did it. Did it when it mattered? Tua didn't Tua, do it. Wait, what were Tua's numbers? Tell me Tua's numbers. Tua, as a walk-on, uh, not as a, as a as a true freshman, took the ball at halftime and won a national championship against a pretty good Georgia team coming back from behind. I, mean, that, I don't care amazing. about winning. Winning doesn't mean winning is a reflection of your team and your coach. How you produce and your performance. You still have to play to well to win. You have to have like 30 to my 38 touchdowns. You can look at Joe Morrow's numbers. Burrow had like seven TDs at halftime. Okay, come on, man. He was killing them. They had no answer. And this wasn't some dink and dunk, you know, five yard, 10 yard BS that we see Tom Brady do. Yeah, everything broke perfect. He had great wide receivers. All three of them will be in the NFL draft. Maybe one or two in the first round, but we'll see. I, I I think the fact that he, you know, people don't just miss that talent. He was, he's not. I don't want to say he's a one year wonder, but we have. He's got to prove it. He's still oh, got to prove on, it. Now. People miss talent all the time. John Morant was basically unrecruited coming out of college, end up being the number two player in the draft. Happens all the time. Guys get overlooked for different reasons. What matters is once they start to come up and they get to compete against their peers, how do they look? He was impressive. He's well, been impressive. Look, impressive. What he did, like like what he did wasn't the, wasn't the greatest of all time in college. That was one of the – there's no comparison. You can't even name another guy to even be close to what he did. He, he had a great college season. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. But, look, we got to wrap up the okay. show here. But, uh, hey, this was great, and, and we'd love to have you yeah, back on and definitely – you know, keep calling because uh, because we got we can mix it up in a bunch of sports. This is great. I love it. <laughs> Later, man. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. So, Ray, we got to end it. We wish everybody well and safe. We went longer than we expected, but listen, it was so great. And that, Michael's a great caller. That was awesome. And um, I hope Cam Cam Newton and Melvin Gordon get jobs and contracts. And I just hope everyone is safe. They need to. There's 32 teams. Yeah, they can definitely contribute, and Cam can start in the NFL. Melvin Gordon can contribute a lot. He's still a top 15 running back, top 10, 15 running back in the NFL. So I, I, they'll play prominent roles on Sunday, I, assuming we all get back on the field. In this <laughs> yeah, they're talking about a recession and a depression, man. That's not good. <laughs> and if we have sports, we'll have a deep, 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 deep depression. <laughs> All right, everybody, be safe and wash your hands. And, and, and please stop being reckless. Consider people and, 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 and do the social distancing. Come on, show some respect. Yeah, so. social distancing. Listen to Ray and Tay. That's socially distant. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thanks for listening. We're out. Peace. Peace.